What is going on, everybody? How is everybody doing today? Welcome back here today to episode three of the Triple Option. We have a lot to talk about today because some quarterbacks signed earlier today in Derek Carr going to New Orleans. We got Geno Smith resigning in Seattle. What's up, guys? What's going on? What's up, Matt? Yeah, so like we're doing we're doing that talk today. We're also going to be at least the big chunk of this uh, video is going to be us talking about uh, the NFL draft. We're going to be going through picks one through thirty one and giving who we'd like to see those teams draft at that said pick. Maybe if they want to trade down, trade up, and just give two names that we think they should target um, with that said pick. So we'll start off with the Derek Carr signing. He signed a four year deal with one hundred fifty million dollars with the New Orleans Saints. Do you guys remember your predictions and back in episode one? Did any of, I don't think any of us predicted New Orleans, right? I predicted the Jets, so I was wrong. <laughs> I said the Minnesota. NFC South, so... Oh, wow, yeah. But, so you're 25% but then, right. But I also then said the Falcons, so 25% right and then 0% right. So, I, I mean, I'll take 12%. 12 I'll had, take 12 good, one for eight. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I took I took Carolina, so I was also in the same division, but but got that wrong. I, I honestly... I, I mean, what, Dom, you always say this, that like the salary cap just isn't a thing, because I feel like the Saints... Did not have this much cap space, and they just somehow pull out 150 million out of their ass just to get this deal done. I mean, yeah, the Saints entered the day, or at least entered free agency with like negative 60 million dollars. So somehow they have a way to sign Carr and also cut significant money. I mean, they will cut Jameis because of this, and that saves yeah. them, I think, 14 or 12 mil, something like that. So mm -hmm. it does save them money there. But the Saints haven't had salary cap in almost 10 years now. They just keep finessing and finding a new way to make it exist they somehow. just backload contracts either just backload or just they just void contracts over time like they've been playing the we'll worry about a next year game for the past 10 years now yeah. so i don't know when it's going to catch up because it hasn't yet yeah well they had they had they had like four or five years where they were legitimate contenders from like i mean like four or five maybe like two or three from like that 2019 2020 range mm -hmm. so yeah, Mickey Mickey Loomis is just a genius with the cap. So I think like we all can kind of agree that they're probably the front runner yeah. in the NFC before the offseason just because every other quarterback um is either bad or just the team doesn't have one. Like Carolina still doesn't really have their guy. Um I guess Atlanta, if they don't end up with one in the draft, it's going to be Ritter. And then for Tampa, same thing. It might be Trask if they don't end up with one in the draft. Do you guys see like you guys are on the Saints too right now to win the division, uh the NFC South next year? Yeah, for sure as of now. Yeah, definitely as of now. The one thing I want to look at, though, is with the salary cap, I know Michael Thomas is guaranteed, or not guaranteed, he's got an insane like, cap hit. So maybe they just cut him and just make their offense worse. It's like something to look at <laughs> that way. Yeah, interesting. And, like, and Kamara, too. Yeah, and like Kamara, yeah. He I might get suspended. Who knows what's going yeah, on Yeah, I was going to say, is so. he going to get suspended? Like, the like, whole, like, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, okay. what were we going to say, what were we going to say? <laughs> just the whole NFC South, like, yeah, Derek Carr's going to the Saints. Like, we're like, oh, the Saints, you know, they're the top team right now. But, like, at the end mm -hmm. of the day, like, still just the Saints. Like, I don't think yeah. there's really anything, like, too concerning or scary with them. Yeah, because I feel like the winner of the division is probably going to go 9-8 and eight, or maybe they edge out, like, a 10-7 and seven type season. But um, I agree. I think they're probably the front runners here. I think... I don't know, because, like, I guess Atlanta's probably going to be the most, like, conservative team with quarterback. Like, I don't think, I don't know, maybe the whole Lamar Jackson thing, like, really switches, uh, like, changes up that division this offseason if they become a, a player in that trade. But I don't see them really upgrading too much from from Ritter. Um, I guess, like, Tampa could be a sneaky draft team because, um, like, none of these teams were on Aaron Rodgers' radar. I guess, like, they could be in the Jimmy G sweepstakes as well. Maybe they look at, like, a Drew Locke on the trade market. But I think the Saints are by far. And, like, you, it's funny you say that, like, they'll cut Michael Thomas or it's a possibility to save some money because they're, I feel like, skill positions just aren't very good at all. Like, I guess you have Olave and you finally make him that number one. But I guess if you're going to cut Thomas, like, I don't know. Uh, it's like they're bringing Jarvis Landry back. I guess like they're a team that we'll get into later that I also had looking at receiver in the draft um, later there. But um, yeah, so we're all pretty much on the same thing with Carr. Uh, Gino got a three for 105. Tom was saying how we love that for the Seahawks. Tom, you want to talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, I thought it was a good deal. Um, they really front-loaded it. Uh, I believe his cap hit is just about 50 mil this year, which is uh, especially going to be good for if they want to get out of it after two years or if the cap continues to go up next year, if he has a cap hit of around $25 million, um, or less, it definitely could be um, a great contract for Seattle. Um, so good signing there for them. Yeah, I feel like three years, 105 is probably just like a perfect range. It's like three years in general. Like it'll take him to his age 36 season, um, and He's it's 33? really low risk. Wow. 
Yeah, he's 33, which is crazy. I right? thought he'd be like 31 um, or yeah. like maybe 30. 33 as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because I guess you're you're really only stuck with him for two years. And if last year was like a truly one-hit wonder and now like teams have seen more tape on him and he's worse, I guess, yeah, you only really have him for another year. Yeah. But uh, Dom, Dom, did you like this signing for the – or the re-signing for the Seahawks or did you want them to go in a different direction? I mean, I think Geno Smith getting – 30 million dollars annually is like an overpay but it's one of those things where you just have to do it he won comeback player of the year he led them to the playoffs and we mentioned it last week there's not that many great quarterbacks in the league so if you know what you have in a guy you might as well do it especially you both touched on it it's really like a two-year deal maybe if they want to get out of it so i don't think it's i think it's good at the end of the day to be honest yeah and one thing i do want to say also with uh, this kind of contract you have to kind of pay people how you think the market's going to go and the trending and maybe at some point like kind of get ahead of the market a little bit. I think there's going to be plenty of guys that are around Geno's ranking in the league, maybe even lower, that are going to be making either the same or if not more money in two years. So if they want to figure out their plan after two years and see what they, they have in Geno, that's a fine move by my part uh, on, on my end. I think that's really uh, something that they could kind of just worry about it later kind of situation and enjoy you know enjoy the ride that made the playoffs they weren't supposed to at all um and i think two years from now it's going to be a very different market yeah because this year they were definitely playing with house money if you guys so if we were to rank all four nfc west qbs is gino in the top two uh so let's say lance is the opening day starter tom do you think like if you had to rank stafford going into next year kyler coming off the acl injury and trey lance along with gino where would you where would you put gino in that well i think kyler I think he's going to be out for most of the year, so I'm just going to put him last just because mm-hmm. just your best ability is availability, and he doesn't have that right now. Um, I would say Stafford's better, and i put him at second, but I think Trey Lance can easily jump him if um, there is, uh, you know, he molds that San Francisco offense well, which seems like pretty much everybody does. So Yeah. <laughs> Don, what do you got for that? Yeah, I think Stafford will reclaim being number one, and I, I guess by default, Geno really is too. Yeah. Kyler's going to miss like half the year. If he comes back fully healthy, I think he can easily jump into two, but that's just such a question mark that it seems like Geno might actually be the second best quarterback in the division. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's maybe even a better chance that he's like the best quarterback in the division rather than being like the worst next year. But yeah, I guess like if Kyler comes back, he shows a little bit of um, what we saw previously before this season and Stafford, same thing when he was a Super Bowl winning quarterback and Trey Lance plays like he was hyped up to be in the 2021 draft. Then maybe Geno is towards the bottom, but I feel like he's like a safe bet next year to be probably around like, I feel like average closer to maybe a top 10 quarterback. I know he was like QB five in fantasy this year, um, just off like a pure like counting stat metric. So like, yeah, I I like this for the Seahawks as well. I feel like it's a very low risk. I I think that they should be a team that could also look at quarterback in the draft, but maybe this is going to um, not be that too much for them. And maybe they look to trade down uh, of a team trying to trade up to get one of the quarterbacks. So yeah, we don't really know yet what's going on with Derek or uh, Daniel Jones. Um, Lamar Jackson, it looks like he's going to get tagged. You guys will probably know when this goes live. It, what Daniel Jones contract is looking like if he gets tagged or if he gets paid from the Giants but uh yeah so those are our reactions on Derek Carr and our reactions on Geno Smith so now we're going to hop into the main portion of the video where we're going to be giving our kind of picks for what each team should do in the 2023 NFL draft all right so now we're going to be going through the draft order of 1 through 31 and we're going to be giving like our favorite picks that if we were the GM of these teams that we would look to make this so it's not really a full mock draft because some of the names you will hear will go twice we'll have a mock draft definitely coming out very soon for you guys but we're all going to kind of do a joint mock um so you can be on the lookout for that so we have the number one overall pick chicago bears i think all of us are pretty much going to have like an option for them is to trade down there's been some talks that they could pull off like an insane move if they can move down to two with houston and then eventually move down to four with indiana which would be insane yeah because you'd still probably end up with either jalen carter or will anderson which goes into my um picks here for chicago uh will anderson and jalen carter best linebacker and best d lineman two best defensive players in this draft. There really is an offensive lineman you'd, you'd probably take in the top three. It seems like they are one, like, pure talent standpoint. They're the two best players in this draft. 
Bears need help on defensive uh, on the defensive side of the ball, and you can really lock up the future with either like D line, maybe with Jalen Carter. Not sure if the off the field issues is going to push Anderson above him. Uh, but Anderson, in my opinion, is like a generational um, off ball linebacker talent. So you could look at him there with trading down. Uh, did you guys have any other players that they should target, or did you have um, trade down as well? Uh, Tom, what did you have? No, yeah, I just have them as a trade down, and then um, I, I, I think they're probably going to wind up trading down with the Colts if I had to guess. I don't think mm-hmm. um, maybe Houston might want to move at one spot, um, and then I think even if they can, I think if if Houston jumps them, and then they they're gonna trade back again. I think because somebody else is gonna want that second pick. Somebody's gonna want Young or Stroud sure. enough to even give them some mm-hmm. sort of capital. So they're in a great spot. Mm-hmm. Dom, what do you have? Yeah, the the Bears are they're not keeping this pick. It's definitely getting traded, mm-hmm. but. I think the best player in this draft by far, if they keep this pick, they have to take Will Anderson. I mean, he had 17 tackles for a loss this year, and last year he had 34 and a half, which is just an insane number to comprehend, that he had almost 35 tackles for a loss. Like, you put him on the edge, and he will completely change that Bears defense, which they need help literally everywhere on defense, so he'd be a great building block for them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I, I think you, yeah, you pretty much. If you can still get Will Anderson, I think it's tough to possibly get Will Anderson if Arizona is in love with him because then mm-hmm. you'd have to probably take Anderson at two. Um, so if you do go down to four, you end up with Jalen Carter, but hey, maybe you have him as a one A one B and you accumulate all these draft picks because it would just be kind of a waste if they just took one of those guys with the number one pick. Like you could definitely maybe land another first from either Indianapolis, maybe I don't know a team down there like maybe Vegas or Carolina is also trying to trade up as well. So uh, yeah, we pretty much have everything similar for the number one pick. Bears should trade down and then look at one of the top defensive players. So we're on to number two with Houston. Uh, for me, I have uh, number one should be Bryce Young. I know with his size, that's been kind of a whole big thing here at the Combine. Uh, I still think he's QB1 in this draft. Um, if he was maybe an inch or two taller, officially over six foot, people would be saying his tape is generational because um, he just has the poise, the pocket presence. I think the maturity coming into the league, not in a great system in Houston or at least some of the talent around him, that he'll be able to have those growing pains there because uh, he's not going to be as successful right out of the gate that he was in Alabama. Alabama. Uh, so that was my guy that I think Houston should look at. Uh, Dom, did you have quarterback as well? Or did you think Houston should maybe look into something else? No, Houston definitely needs to take a quarterback. I agree with mm-hmm. you with Bryce Young being the number one quarterback. I don't, I don't care what his size is. When you win easily in a top three high school state, when you win easily in the toughest college conference, I don't care what your size is. If you just win in the toughest environments, I think you'll do fine in the NFL. He's he won the Heisman. Like people forget just how good he is because he's listed at five ten. Like <laughs> overlook that, and he is the best quarterback by far in this draft, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom, did you have Bryce Young as well as like your guy, or did you have somebody else listed as well? I think I should forgetting somebody. I think you guys might be. Oh my god! No, I'm kidding. Not yet. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't know you could have him there. Um, no, I, I, I think I do have. I think Bryce Young's be the first quarterback off the board. Um, mm-hmm. I do think he, uh, besides his size, he's very. You know, he possesses the traits of a very, like you said, poised NFL quarterback. Stroud, I think uh, he he looked really good at the combine, though. I will say. Yeah. Um, I saw some of the of of the, the throws he was some making. Some of his throws and, were amazing. Yeah. So. Um, I think Stroud's going to be right behind him. I think it's going to go Young then Stroud. Yeah, I agree. I, I also had Stroud uh, written down as well if they decide to make maybe a last-second switch there. So we're on to Arizona. Uh, Tom, you can lead us off for Arizona. Give us like one guy that you think that they should draft here at three. It's probably defensive player. Yeah, so I think it's going to be if the, if, they're, if the Bears are at four, they're going to get their pick of either Anderson or Carter. And then I think, I think probably Anderson gets picked first here. And then I, mm-hmm. if, if the Bears trade back twice and end up with Jalen Carter – that's a home run, like yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but I think it's going to be Anderson um, here to the Cardinals because that that defense has a lot of uh, a lot of work to do. JJ Watchers was hard too, so they need some pass rushing help. Yeah, definitely. He's my he's my number one player in this class. Yeah. Uh, Dom, do you have Carter and Anderson? Basically, just who's ever there. If both are there, you take Anderson. Yeah, one hundred percent. Especially with the Cardinals hiring Gannon from Philly, like you know he's gonna want the number one or number two defensive player in the draft on his mm-hmm. team. So I think that's I think it's a surefire thing that Anderson and Carter are the top two non quarterbacks taken. 
Yeah, I think for the top three, we're, we're not going to see too uh, too much variance with our picks. It's pretty much Houston takes Bryce Young, and then Arizona and Chicago ends up with some of the better defensive players in this draft. So we're on Indianapolis at four. It, it doesn't change too much for me. Um, I still have Stroud or Bryce Young, who's yeah. ever there, if you decide to trade up. Um, if Young goes ahead, you take Stroud. If, if both are on the board or if somehow Stroud goes before Young or if the guy from Florida goes uh, number one with all the hype, um, you end up taking you take Young there. But uh did you guys both have basically quarterback, or did you have also the guy from Florida? If Tom, you want to listen, that. you could say hype, but I think it's just, <laughs> I think it's just rightful praise is what I think it is. Um, you, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> all right, um, but no, I, I think I think a top four is gonna go two quarterbacks and then Anderson or Carter, um, depending on how this off the field thing goes for Carter if it winds up mm-hmm. um, not resulting in any sort of potential suspension or anything of that sort um i think he's gonna for sure go in the top four so it's gonna be anderson carter quarterback quarterback gotcha same with you dom yeah cj stroud will uh definitely go in the top four in my opinion yeah i think so as well all right wait us off for seattle because i think this is where we could differ on where we think seattle could go here yeah so my opinion i think seattle's gonna try to beef up their d-line here i think they're gonna take tyree wilson from Ooh, texas okay. tech he he's just an athletic freak. I mean, when you can get a 6'6", 270-pound D end that had – he had over 60 tackles this year. He had 14 tackles for a loss. Like, he's just an insane athlete. And if you compare him on the Seattle defensive line to help them out – because this is also, like – I don't really fully know. Like, Seattle maybe needs O-line, but there's no O-line really worth taking fifth overall. So if you can just go out and get a sick defensive edge player to just plug and play right away, I think that's probably the path that they'll take. Yeah, uh, I I agree. I also have D-line as well. I had Miles Murphy as my number one pick for them here at five. I've heard they like him a lot, and they want to go edge in this draft. If they weren't to also trade down, because I feel like they do have kind of the roster stability. They have the other draft pick in this um, class as well, like their pick, because this is from Denver, um, that they could look to trade down as well. Uh, Tom, did you also go kind of edge or defense, or did you got another position in there? No, those two guys were my two names. So, um, cool. yeah, you guys pretty much covered already. <laughs> Yeah, I also I did have Anthony Richardson. Now I did I, I had him before. too to be honest. <laughs> that's, that, that, yeah, that's what that's what you like to hear. I yeah, I, I, had, I, had I had him at one, but if you guys want to have him as low as five, <laughs> but I, I think I think we have him for different reasons than you do though. <laughs> yeah, because you Tom like he's your is he your QB one right? Um, he's my definitely my highest ceiling QB, and I think he is. I, I honestly. I I'll just say I th- I kind of think he is my QB one. Like yes, yeah, dude, ride with it. I respect it. Yeah, I I, th- um, I think he is. Yeah, I think I had him here just because this was before the Geno thing, and I kind of thought Geno had a possibility of getting tagged, and then you could have Richardson be on the bench for a year because we know that he's kind of a project player. But I think now it's kind of tough because Geno is probably guaranteed there for two years, and I don't know if you want to sit Richardson for two years. I think that might be one too many. And then um, you also draft Richardson. You just signed Geno, and maybe that just kind of unsettles like Geno a little bit and affects his play this year, which you don't want that. Uh, Dom, did you kind of change your mind a little bit once the extension kicked in for Geno, or you're still like, all right, maybe they should take Richardson here? No, I agree with you. If it was a one-year tag, I think they definitely could have took Richardson, let him develop. I think two years, you're already eating – 40 percent of his rookie contract by doing that like i don't yeah. think that's a smart thing to do with the fifth overall pick and then you think yeah. give him I, his fifth year option for which is probably going to be upwards of in the in five years in, yeah it's yeah. going to be a lot it's going to be probably it's going to be in the 30s it's going to be what the tag is now probably yeah and you look at how kind of dumb the packers look taking jordan love and they're going to have to give him the fifth year option and he's barely going to play for them um so yeah uh that's kind of what my philosophy was on that we got detroit at six uh, Tom, who do you got here for Detroit as like your guy? Um, I think I kind of had a like best player available situation here. Like obviously they have Hutchinson, who was very good his rookie year, but um, mm-hmm. if Murphy and or Wilson are both are uh, one of them is there, which I think is a very good chance one of them will be there. Yeah. Or if they want to take Christian Gonzalez, um, also mm-hmm. a very good pick. Um, you know the Lions have had some trouble. They drafted Jeff Okuda, did not exactly pan out in uh, <laughs> 2020 at third overall. Um, so they really could use a uh, corner in the lines. They're a little. They were. They were pretty scary. Uh, they looked pretty scary at some points last year. Just uh, could use a use corner or an edge, another edge rusher and a big playmaker, and they could be uh, really looking good. Yeah, I also had Christian Gonzalez in here as well. He's kind of looked at as to be cornerback uh, one yeah. in this draft. Uh, Dom, did you have Gonzalez as well? Uh, I didn't have Gonzalez for the Lions. My Lions notes just says defense. 
So I think I agree that they could either take an edge player if Wilson or Murphy's there. Uh, I actually think they might take uh, Witherspoon, the cornerback from Illinois. Also okay. very good. Yeah. He's, he's a little undersized at only 5'11", but he had three picks last year. He only gave up a 24 QBR against him, which, I mean, that's pretty insane when you think about it. Um, I think I think a few of the cornerbacks are kind of interchangeable, so I do like Christian Gonzalez too, but I I think the Lions could take any of them here. Literally any defensive player the Lions could take here, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, I saw Witherspoon. Uh, Devon Witherspoon is PFF's number one corner in this draft. I also had Anthony Richardson written down here because for Detroit and Seattle, at least in my mind, is like they're playing with house money with these picks. Like Seattle got it from Denver. Um, Detroit got it from LA in the Stafford deal, and they did not imagine these picks being in the top 10 when they traded for them. So I think like this could be an opportunity where you could take a quarterback and you still have your first waiter in the draft that you would originally have. Um, and like Richardson could sit behind Goff, but I think Goff might have had too good of a year last year where they're looking to potentially bench him soon um because they think they could win with him so uh yeah i only had richardson in the two teams here and it was seattle and detroit just because he doesn't have to play right away on those teams because they have gino and yeah. they have golf and just, yeah so that was my philosophy and next year like it, with james williams and uh amon Ra, that like th- this could be very 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 fun receiving course mm-hmm. i agree so uh we'll get on to vegas here uh i'll start off here i have um, Paris Johnson, uh, and maybe they go veteran quarterback in this offseason, and they really need to add offensive line. And we know how like much of a premium tackles have, especially in the NFL draft. So I got Paris Johnson here being my first offensive lineman off the board. Tom, who did you have for uh, Vegas? I have him going quarterback. Um, I think this is where you start to see Levis come into play. And mm-hmm. pretty much every team that could even remotely possibly need a quarterback, AR-15's name is there. So... Um, mm-hmm. I think, but I think this is probably where you start to see Levis and AR fifteen, or that's going to be one of their picks. Yeah, Dom, did you have uh, a liner or a quarterback? Yeah, I, ha- I had Levis if he's available at seven. Again, we're we're assuming for this whole um, this whole thing, we're assuming there's no trades or anything. So Levis might not be available at seven if someone trades up, but if he's there. I think the Raiders do take him. I don't really like Levis. This is more of a what I think will happen, not what I would do situation. Um, I think that the I don't think the Raiders cut Derek Carr to just go with Stidham. I mean, maybe they do sign a Jimmy G, something like that. But I feel like they kind of want to start get a young quarterback and start building up that way. So we'll just have to see how they do it. Yeah, I also had Levis written down as well uh, for Vegas there at seven. Uh, Dom, did who do you got for Atlanta at eight? Uh, so for Atlanta, I said they need just defensive help. Uh, I ha- this is where I had Miles Murphy. I think he's probably the the third best D end. I would put Anderson and Wilson ahead of him. Um, I mean Miles Murphy. He's again just another freak. He's six five. He did twenty five bench reps at the combine. Like he- he's a good player. He's also from. I'm pretty sure he's from Georgia. He played at Clemson, so it's like a little bit of a homecoming. I think it'd be kind of cool to see if he goes there. Yeah, I got I got both edge rushers there. I got Tyree Wilson, who you mentioned before, and I got Miles Murphy. I think Atlanta's got to look in that um, kind of side of the ball, especially if they want to give Desmond Ritter a, a shot this year as the full time starter. Tom, did you have any names that we didn't mention there at eight? Um, no, the uh, the edge rushers for sure, and then I do think they they can certainly go um, offensive line here, like Skronsky or uh, Paris Johnson as well. Or if they want yeah. to trade in that pick, it's going to be a Lamar trade. Um, mm-hmm. So they're not going, and it's going to be the Ravens, and I think that could. Yeah, or 15. Yeah, true. So I, at nine, I basically, I said Will Levis and or Anthony Richardson because I do think Carolina tries to trade up in the draft. Yeah. I think they probably wanted Carr, but they didn't end up with him. So I think they finally want to get that quarterback long-term. You had something similar, Tom? Yeah, I, th- I think this pick is probably the highest probability of being traded up, or even more than like Houston, honestly. I think yeah. the, the, the Panthers want to move up and grab their guy here. Mm-hmm. Dom, what do you have? Yeah, this is where I gave into the hype. I put Anthony Richardson here. Um, Not hype, just praise. I no, like I'll give you, I'll give you the credit. His combine was insane. He was doing stuff that nobody else was doing. Clearly, yes. But he was also, ever. but he was also still missing receivers. He completed less than fifty-four percent of his passes last year. Like he's a serious project guy. That I was all aboard the hype train two years ago when he took over for Emory Jones, and then I watched him play for a year, and I said this this is the guy like he's literally a career 55 percent passer so i don't know i think he will still get drafted in the top 10 but i think he's gonna be a serious project guy that i don't know 
I don't know if I'd be comfortable taking him, but I definitely think a team will take him in the top ten. No, I agree, and I think he like certainly a project. He needs to sit on the bench for a year, um, but I hate to just automatically just compare him to the most recent project quarterback who was a very good athlete, like Josh Allen. Like he he had very 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 similar numbers to Josh Allen. He had better rushing numbers in college than Josh Allen did, and he's. I think he's an inch, or he's, he's like half an inch shorter, and he's about 10 pounds heavier than Josh Allen weighed in at the combine. He's a better athlete, and if the Bills were willing to take a shot on Josh Allen at 8, I believe it was, in 2018, I think he's more than worth uh, more than worth a top 10 pick here and uh, take a shot for somebody like um, the Panthers. Yeah, I think for me, I kind of like, that's why I had Richardson going to Detroit or Seattle, or that's what I would do, just so he like could, like, 100%, be on the bench in his rookie season behind Goff, behind Gino. I think like if he does get drafted by Carolina, I think he's definitely the day one starter, which I mm-hmm. don't know if it's probably the best idea for AR fifteen. Um but I guess we'll see. Yeah, like he had like set the vertical jump for quarterbacks at the combine. He's an athletic freak. Dom, I know uh we were both like anti Emory Jones and we're like, we gotta see this AR fifteen guy, um Anthony Richardson play in and yeah, uh, so and, there's a lot of discourse on him right now. And yeah. he was great. I remember the first game he played, he came in against South Florida and just chucked like a 60-yard touchdown right to the pylon. <laughs> it was perfect. And then yeah, it, it's just those short passes and medium passes he struggles with. <laughs> yeah, he does have a kind of, and I'm interested to see what team he goes to and if they have a good O-line or not. Uh, so that leads us to Philly at 10 or up at the top 10. Uh, Tom, who was your number one guy to Philly there, who's also playing with house money, getting this pick from the Saints? Yeah, I think this is going to be a big, depending on free agency, think the, I think three, or, three of their offense defensive line starters um are free agents now um fletcher cox uh hargraves and is it brandon graham who's the other one um but they definitely could use an edge um or a corner with bradbury uh gonna be a free agent so they can take witherspoon if gonzalez falls we've seen corners fall a little bit um or if one of the edges we mentioned before there but philly's in a good spot yeah, this is where I had Joey Porter Jr. Um, as one of my guys as Devon Witherspoon because Porter Jr. just killed the combine in Philly. Can be looking for a corner in this draft. Dom, did you go with defense as well or did you look on the offensive side? Yes, I went with a corner also. This is where I had Gonzalez. Uh, okay. Tom mentioned Bradbury, who's a free agent. I mean, Bradbury 6'1", 212. Christian Gonzalez is 6'1", 197. Almost, I mean, he's a little bit lighter, but same height. You can replace him. Christian Gonzalez also had an insane combine. He had an insane season. Like he really shot up the boards once he transferred from Colorado. So, I think he'd be a great pick. I don't see him getting past ten. In all honesty, I think this might be uh, the farthest he'll go in the draft. Yeah, I agree. All right, so now we're getting into the Tennessee Titans here at pick eleven. Uh, I'll start off with a fun one here. Uh, I don't know if they would actually go this route, but I have Dalton Kincaid, uh, tight end out of Utah. I think it would just be a fun skill position player that uh, Tennessee desperately needs because tight end has been kind of a crapshoot for them um, and receivers as well. Now they have uh, Trail and Burks, and then like Robert Woods is gone, so like they kind of need to add skill position players. Kincaid's a beast. Uh, so I have him there just kind of as a fun pick for the Titans at pick 11. Dom, who do you have uh, with Titans as well, with the Titans as well? I did not see you going Kincaid there to start <laughs> off. Let me, yeah, let me that was, say that. that. was pretty high on him. <laughs> uh, no, I think the Titans are going to try to beef up their O-line a little bit. I think they could probably take uh, Peter Skaronski from Northwestern. He he was a tackle, but some people are saying he might play he guard in the inside. NFL. Yeah, so too. I'm not too sure like where teams see him or where the Titans specifically specifically see him but either way i think he'll be a good upgrade for them yeah i had skronsky as well um but i was like kincaid would be kind of fun to tennessee uh tom who did you have here yeah i had him going tackle so paris johnson if he's there okay. or uh as well yeah i think at least one of them will be there um yeah i don't i can't see johnson maybe and and skronsky both off the board here but hey maybe maybe detroit surprises so we might trade up too or seattle maybe if one of yeah. them really likes one of the tackles Definitely. So now we're into the Texans' second pick here of the first round. We all had them pretty much going Bryce Young, or if there was a possibility, C.J. Stroud uh, with their first pick. So, Dom, who did you have them with their second first round pick? Uh, I think the Texans just overall can really take whatever they want here. They kind of mm-hmm. they have a lot of needs. It's kind of what happens when you're the second worst team in the NFL. You'll have a lot of needs. Yeah. But uh, I think that they'll probably take Quinton Johnston here. I mean, drafting Ooh, okay. the wide. They need a wide receiver to help out Bryce Young. It uh, looks like they're probably trading Brandon Cooks. 
Mm-hmm. So we'll have they'll need to f- someone to fill in there. And Quinton Johnson played at TCU, which I mean it's close enough to Houston, but it's the whole Texas connection. I think would be uh, nice for that franchise. Yeah, I'm I'm lower on Johnson than than you a little bit. I actually have them taking Jackson Smith so and Jake That would be kind of like my pick. Yeah, okay, yeah. That I think they should go receiver if Skronsky was there. Maybe look at him. So uh, Tommy, we're we're on the same boat there with. With Jackson's with the yeah. jig, but 12. Uh, that picks via Cleveland as well. Uh, Tommy, you want to lead us off for the Jets at 13? Yeah, I th- I think they're going to go um, offensive line here. Uh, Broderick Jones mm-hmm. could be a look, uh, or if one of the, the top two wound up falling. Uh, I think the Jets want to, uh, because they just lost their uh, one of their starting tackles. So I think definitely. Yeah. And they took wide receiver in the spot last year, and they don't need another wide receiver. Their defense is uh, very solid, so um, offensive tackle here could be a good little spot for them to take it here. I got Broderick Jones as well. Dom, who do you have? Uh, I had Paris Johnson here. Like I do okay. think they will take O line, um, but on the rare chance that if both offensive tackles we mentioned aren't here at the pick, that means there probably will be every receiver available. Which means I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets took the number one receiver then with this pick. Really? To to, Jordan, like Wilson and Moore. Well, I guess Davis could be on his way out. I think exactly. Like who else do they? Who else do they really have besides Garrett Wilson? Like it's kind of just him. If they can pair him with Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think that would be a pretty impressive combo. That'd be awesome. Yeah, they would be. Yeah, they'd be a fun Kincaid team as well. Um, we got New England at 14. They could go receiver as well. I mean, like, their receiving options haven't been great. I had Kincaid ran down. I also had Brian Brees out of Clemson. Just get some more, uh, like, interior defensive line help that I feel like Belichick would just love. I could also see them trading down because that's just what Belichick does. Dom, who did you got, or who do you have at New England? Yeah, you mentioned wide receiver. Jacoby Myers is a free agent. I think he mm-hmm. might leave. I don't think the Patriots are really going to pay him what he wants. So I think they'll just take best receiver available here, which in my opinion is Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think he's number one. Him being hurt this past year hurt his draft stock because he was insane two seasons ago. Yeah, I think he. I, in my opinion, I think he's going to be the first receiver off the board. Tom, did you also have receiver here? Yeah, for the for the record, I don't really think it's. I think there's less of a chance of it ha- of it not of it happening than no. I think there's more of a chance of it not happening than happening. Um, and Belichick's probably take like some interior offensive lineman or something or trade down into the second round or something like he always does. I doubt he wants. Yeah, he takes like a JUCO safety here, yeah, <laughs> or so, something like that. Um, or he, I or I think th- there's a chance that he may either trade down or just take Brian Branch. Um, I've heard a lot of stuff to him about um, him in New England, so um, mm-hmm. I would like to see him take a receiver here. And I like that Brian Branch connection. The Nick Saban Belichick connection just always seems to be running back and forth. Yeah, it's the pipeline. Uh, we got Green Bay at fifteen. I mean, I kind of, I guess I had Jackson at the Jigba again here, so that was just my second time listing him. Uh, I also had uh, Luke Van Ness out of Iowa, who was just kind of combine beast. He's gotten a lot of hype over these past couple of weeks. If uh, Green Bay wants to do what they normally do and not take a receiver to help out Aaron Rodgers, and they look at the defensive side of the ball, Tom, did you have receiver or did you go defense here for Green Bay or another offensive position? Yeah. So on the subject of great combines, um, I had Nolan Smith perhaps being a surprise mm. figure. He had a he was had great um, athletic scores of the combine. And I think for the record, it would be really funny if they just took Quentin Johnson here. <laughs> I have Quentin Johnson here as the wide receiver. I think JSN's going to be the first one off the board. But just to take that wide receiver at 15 when Rodgers asked for it for, like, years and years and just not doing it, and they finally do it if he winds up leaving, would just be um, the icing on the cake. So for in terms yeah. of a fun pick, that, that that could be Quentin Johnson. Start the pot a little bit. Ultimate troll job. Yeah. Dom, did you also got a – you had a – receiver here or did you go different position no i went receiver i think i still believe rogers will be on the packers next year so i think this is finally the first time he gets a first round skill player skill position player to help him out uh i had jordan addison just because i already had two receivers going but i think they'll take the best receiver that's left on the board here so you think there's gonna be three receivers in the top 15 uh yeah yes yeah oh wow okay oh wait oh uh, yeah i was kind of i feel like there's a lot of i don't know like no i have two let me just discourse on where receivers ago you have two yeah, yeah i have i don't know i i think i have one um uh, maybe I'm, I'm i think i'm higher on kincaid than most people so like i could see yeah i'm gonna be honest i did not expect kincaid at all <laughs> like at all <laughs> I, I love watching him this year uh just kind of him and and cam rising out there in utah but uh yeah i could i could a bit i could be a little bit um, high on Kincaid. So we have Washington at 16. Another team that like needs a quarterback probably too far down in this draft to get up unless they overpay to try to get in that top seven for a QB. I'm interested in what you have, Tom, for them here at, at 16. Yeah, I just have corner. Um, Porter Jr. Yeah. give you a good look. And this this could be like a little sneaky Michael Mayer spot 
um, Ooh, where okay. I, I think it, I think it's high for the record, um, but I think uh, this could be this could be where we start to hear the the rumblings about Michael Mayer starting to to hit that mid first round range. Yeah, and like Logan Thomas has had so many injuries for for um, Washington. I feel like they haven't had a good tight end since like Vernon Davis from like when we were younger. Dom, did you go, uh, did you go offense or defense here at sixteen? Uh, I went defense. I went with a cornerback. The commanders are kind of just in like no man's land here. Like mm-hmm. they need they need a linebacker and they need a guard, neither of which are really good picks here at sixteen. Uh, so I went with cornerback. I had them taking Cam Smith from South Carolina. Okay. He's yeah. a, apparently like this isn't my research. I've read this online. Apparently he's an insane zone corner, and Washington loves running zone, so it just seems like a good fit uh, in that system. Yeah, it seems like something Ron Rivera would do. I pre- basically went corner as well. I said if Joey Porter Jr. was here at 16, um, I also could see them just being a random Bijan Robinson team if they want to go uh, Brian Robinson and Bijan Robinson, just a Robinson duo there with Antonio Gibson probably on his way out or just not maybe getting as many touches next year. So we're on him. My Steelers here at 17. Pipe dream for me was Joey Porter Jr., just the lineage, you know, having his dad there um, as a coach as well. And then you get Joey Porter Jr., who just killed the combine. I don't think he's going to be here. So I went Julius Brents, um, the next best corner, in my opinion, on the board out of Kent State, because I think the series desperately need a corner if they don't go O-line. Um, luckily, they do have the 32nd pick in this draft from the Claypool trade, so they can adjust whatever they don't go here at 17. Tom, did you also go corner, or did you go a different position for that? No, I actually had Joey Porter Jr., um, and then okay. I had Luke Van Ness as the, as the other... Um person i like to see Paramount Watt could be really good yeah uh because you would just have him high smith yeah, I mean, it'd be sick to have like another good address for that i think Dom edge is a premier position so if, if there's someone yeah. who if the best player available is there um you can you can make it work yeah and high smith's gonna be a free agent suit so i wonder if they're maybe just gonna look to reinvest in that position here but uh dom did you go defense at 17 yeah matt you can you can keep on dreaming away because i think joey porter does go to the steelers here it just i mean going from penn state just a few miles (laughs) down the road to pittsburgh i think it fits perfectly um he's he also he's also a freak he's six two and a half and he ran an insane 40 yard and had a good vertical the only thing that scares me with joey porter from watching him in college he holds so often and gets so many flags like he actually has to seriously work on that but everything else i still think he's a first round talent it's just those flags scare me a lot <laughs> i can see that i i think he's like got true cornerback one potential in the nfl and i think that's what they need like maybe somebody like joyce brents or cam smith's a little bit like safer of a floor but maybe not like as that true cornerback one so uh, yeah joey porter jr just seems like too good of a fit but we'll see if that ends up happening we got detroit at 18 with their second first round pick this time this is their pick uh dom who did you got going to detroit here for their second first rounder Again, I said it the first time with the Lions, all they have to do is just draft defense. So with this pick, I think they'll probably go edge because I had them taking corner originally. So with this pick, I think they'll probably go with Van Ness from Iowa. I mean, if you just take a 6-5 DN from Iowa and show him to Dan Campbell, I think he's going to sign him immediately. <laughs> like It just seems like a perfectly made match. I don't know how he would be on on any team besides the Lions. Yeah, Tom, did you go somewhere, or did you go offensive side? Uh, I said, I think this this could be a spot where Brian Branch goes. Um, I think uh, safeties do fall a little bit, so they get, they may be able to get him a little later, or whatever team decides to draft him, but I think Brian Branch is, uh, is very good. Alabama DBs um, work out a lot of the time, and um, if you go two DBs with two first-round picks, it could be a, a very nice uh, beefing up to your secondary yeah, unless it's D Milner to the Jets. I was I, I was thinking know. I was thinking D Milner. <laughs> I always remember him as just the Alabama quarter to the Jets and yeah. he was such a bust. Um but then you got like Marlon Humphrey who who uh, makes your point right there. I also had Brian Branch. I think like if they get Christian Gonzalez and Brian Branch to upgrade that secondary in this draft, I would just be such a fan. I also wrote down Michael Mayer as well. Since they moved Hawkinson, they could look at tight end and maybe that's a more realistic spot for Kincaid as well. Uh, Tampa, I had basically guys we've mentioned. I said Brian Branch. I said Lucas Van Ness. Um, they can go for the, the defensive side of the ball because uh, they, they still have good enough skill position guys. Rashad White's leading the, the running back um, carries next year with Fournette gone. They still have good receivers. Uh, and yeah, you're not getting a quarterback here um, at 19. Maybe they go O line, but I went defense. Tom, did you do something similar? Yeah, I, I had them um, taking somebody like Nolan Smith. I think Nolan Smith is a better chance mm-hmm. that he drops um, than somebody like Van Ness. Um, I think Devin White. Did you guys see what he posted on Instagram today? Yeah, it was kind of some it like, was like, things that he could be on his way. Yeah, out. he posted like the pirate flag and like the peace sign. 
Um, and then, so it seems like he could be on his way out. Maybe the Bucks are going to do a little rebuild. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. And I, don't, no, I saw Smith, reports, though. I saw reports that he wasn't going to. So, like, that whole thing is just, like, a weird situation that's yeah. going on right now. I don't know. Maybe, maybe did he, he didn't get extended yet, did he? Or did he last year? I don't remember. Um, but I think this could be another Brian Branch spot. Um, he Brian Branch, also, he... I saw um, some stuff, and I saw him working out a bit at, like as, like, a, a corner when he really played a lot of safety at Alabama. Uh, he's kind of reminded me just off of an easy comparison like Xavier McKinney in 2020 when he can he can play kind of both um, defensive back positions as well as come up in the box and um, kind of like a do-it-all kind of safety and uh, field general. So definitely think it'd be a great spot for the Bucks here. Yeah, t- uh, t- uh, Dom, excuse me, did you go defense as well? Yeah, you kind of all touched on it already. I had Brian Branch here. Tom mentioned that he kind of – he's listed as a corner on some sites, a safety on some others. Um, and if you just like look at his stats, he definitely does seem to fit better, like maybe in the box or in the slot. He's he's pretty good in the run game, so we'll have to see what happens if he maybe becomes a slot corner, like an Isaiah Simons uh, Simmons type guy. Something to keep an eye on. Yeah, so we're pretty much all somewhere on what the Bucks should do at 19. At 20, um, we've mentioned Nolan Smith before. I have him as a possibility here to Seattle with their original pick or their own pick. I also wrote down Jordan Addison. I think they could be maybe a sneaky wide receiver team. Um, with Lockett just getting up there in age, he's, I believe, 31 or 32. Uh, he'd be paired up like with Metcalf as like the, the second wide receiver long-term. Either that's with Geno or a different quarterback down the line. Dom, did you go offense or defense here? Uh, I went offense here. I actually went with someone we haven't mentioned at all yet. Uh, Osiris Torrance, guard from Florida, oh, wow, who is okay. <laughs> 6'5". He gave up zero sacks in his entire career in college, which is impressive. He's the best guard in the draft by far. Um, I think Seattle could be a team. like They're already a playoff team. I We all kind of agreed they're going to add an insane defensive player at pick number five, most likely. So if they can beef up their O-line here, that should make Geno's life a lot easier and um, Kenneth Walker's life as well. Yeah, yeah, I like that pick for them. Tom, who did you go with? Yeah, I mean, also, Dom, I do really think that um, he could be a good spot there. Just one thing you got to kind of think about is you got to see, like, who he was blocking for. Um, kind of makes his job a little bit easier. So at the end of the day, you have to keep that in mind. Um, but I, I had Cam Smith here as somebody who can go. Um, Dom, Dom, I believe, touched on him before. Um, I think this is a spot where um, the Seahawks can pair him with Tariq Woolen and they can – get a really uh really good looking secondary uh for years to come yeah that'd be a sick cornerback yeah. duo for just like it would the next 10 be, plus be years a very 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 good um secondary yeah we're on to the chargers now here at 21 uh i have like cam smith as well uh like jc jackson was kind of disappointing in his first year um in la uh i got michael mayer as well just a tight end option if like ever it isn't like a long-term answer there and we'll see what happens with keenan allen this offseason i don't think he's going anywhere but he's not getting any younger Tom, did you go offense or defense here? I had Jordan Addison here. Like I said, I think in our okay. first video, um, Keenan Allen, I think, is going to wind up being a cap casualty here, and I think they're going to want to replace him. Um, and I think Jordan Addison could be somebody here. Um, the L.A. connection, so the, the uh, USC prospect could be good to pair mm-hmm. him up with uh, Herbert here. Definitely. Dom, what do you got? Yeah, I think the Chargers can really go in a few directions here. Um, I think they'll probably take an offensive tackle to try to protect Herbert. I mean, if you're going to pay the guy 40 or 50 mil, whatever extension he signs, you should probably get someone to protect him a little better. So I think they'll probably take Broderick Jones from Georgia. Maybe he goes earlier than this pick. Maybe he falls to here. Um, If the Chargers don't go O-line, I can see them working on the cornerback position, like you said, as well. Mm Mm-hmm. At Baltimore, did we all go the same position? Anyone go receiver? Yeah. I went with receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I said basically Jordan Addison or Chio and Hyatt. Who's ever here if all the other guys are off the board? Quinn Johnson's here as well. Uh, Tom, what receivers did you Yeah, this is like this is where I can start seeing like Zay Flowers go, and I really hope they don't. Or Zay Flowers, Because I I like Zay Flowers for the Giants. Um, (laughs) So if if, uh, he goes two picks for, I'll be upset. Or three. Two picks for. I'll be upset. Uh, so uh, I think he's somebody you can keep watch for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Don, what did you get? Yeah, I put Zay Flowers here. I think it's one of those picks where the Ravens have to take a wide receiver just to break the stigma that they don't have, like, a number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Do I think he's the answer? Like, not really. He's only 5'9". I don't think that's, like, a true number one receiver. But I think they will take a wide receiver, and he was the next best available in my opinion. So that was my logic. 
Yeah, I feel like they got to go receiver. And a team that I think just has to go corner here at 23, I have Minnesota just going either Deontay Banks, Keelan Ringo, whoever they like, who's ever best available here. Uh, we all watched the Giants torch them. Daniel Jones torching them in the playoffs. So did you guys go corner or, uh, Tom, who'd you go with? Yeah, I just put um, corner and I said um, whatever combo of the guys that haven't been drafted yet are uh, are there. I think like the two guys you mentioned, uh, Banks and Ringo, I think are both going to uh, be there probably at this point. So could be a good spot for both of them. Yeah, Dom, did you go corner too? Yeah, I fully agree. They have to replace Patrick Peterson, who's a free agent. And you mentioned Banks. After watching Banks Combine, he might be my number one cornerback. In all honesty, oh, wow, okay. he yeah. ran a he he ran a four three five forty. He had the number one uh, vertical. He had the number two broad jump. He had he had eight pass uh, breakups last year. Like just everything about him, for whatever reason, I think he might be like sneaky, sneaky good, and he might start shooting up boards. In all honesty, yeah, that broad jump yeah. and vertical that sounds really impressive. If somebody else had that, I'd be like, hmm, that guy sounds pretty good. <laughs> yes, but Deontay Banks doesn't have to throw the ball. He just has to, you know, stop it. He doesn't have to catch it. Just has to knock it down. <laughs> uh, we got Jackson Villier at 24. I went Keon White, edge rusher out of Georgia Tech, if they want to look at that side of the ball. Um, just more depth there, Jordan Josh Allen. And then Emmanuel Forbes, a cornerback out of uh, Mississippi State, uh, if they want to go also maybe in the secondary of Banks or Ring, uh, Ringo off the board. But I think there's just cornerback class itself. It's just absolutely loaded. I, I think it's the strongest position in this draft. Yeah, it's very deep. I, th- I think they go corner as well. They had C.J. Henderson mm-hmm. th- two years ago, and they already traded him to Carolina, I think, in la- in 2021. So uh, wide receiver core looks, looks good. Got Calvin really back. He got reinstated today. So um, that should be pretty interesting. Everyone even got tagged. So their uh, receiver core Jaguars looking good. Yeah, they got a ton of talent there with, like, uh, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram. Yeah. You got Travis Etienne. Christian uh, Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Christian Kirk. They have, they have a very, very, like... very solid group of And now I think Trevor Lawrence is probably going to keep getting better. So looking towards that top five, top four range for him next year. So, mm-hmm. And they got like a good coach now. Dom, uh, you didn't touch on who you have. To... Yeah, I went a little bit different direction. You guys already mentioned him, but Nolan Smith, who was just a freak this past weekend in the Combine and for Georgia this past season overall. I think if you put... Nolan Smith on one edge and Trayvon Walker, number one pick last year, on the other edge, both from Georgia, going down to Jacksonville. I think that would be an insane defensive line. And this is probably the farthest I think Nolan Smith falls. Like, I think his hype will carry him into the top 25 easily. I agree. Uh, Tom, you got your favorite team here at 25. Who do you want the Giants to take? Um, Probably uh, Zay Flowers. Um, I think he's, this is a realistic spot he goes. the thing with him being like a small receiver, Shane and Dable were in a press conference not long ago, it was like I think this weekend, where they said they value separation over size. Like they don't care if somebody's a little shorter than you know the average wide receiver one typical build. If you can create separation, you can make plays. Then they're a fan, and I think this is kind of uh, that screams Zay Flowers or somebody like a very dark horse kind of person. I think it could be like a uh, like a like a Tank Dell kind of person. I know he's like a little down, then they could trade down and get him. Or maybe somebody like Josh Downs if they want to trade him as well. Um, that would be three wide receivers that I think could be in the spot here. I know Joe Shane likes to trade down for his wide receivers. did it last year, so. Yeah, shout out to UNC. Maybe they do go down. Uh, Dom, did you have them adding a receiver to the best receiving core in the league? Uh, not a receiver, but an offensive weapon. I think they could take Michael Mayer here. Um I don't think there's another receiver that's like really worth, in my opinion, like drafting here. So if they can get the best tight end, in my opinion, in the draft, who he's not like he's not super quick, he's not really anything, but like Travis Kelsey, you know, he'll run that little like five year out, catch the ball, and then just run through guys. He's kind of like the same build that way. So I think that would be pretty good for Daniel Jones or whoever the the quarterback is next season. And Bellinger had a yeah, very probably. very very good rookie year. Um, so if you want to pair them two, I think that would be a really good tight end duo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I got I got basically any any receiver, someone that can catch the ball. Any sort of pass catcher would be cool. Yeah, basically. Uh, we got Dallas at 26. I went uh, Trent Simpson out of Clemson, linebacker. Uh, Wayne Van Der Esch's days in, in Dallas are pretty much numbered at this point. They could look to reinvest on that side of the ball here. Maybe somebody that could just kind of be their uh, main guy on that linebacking core. Dom, did you go defense or offense here for Dallas? Uh, I went defense. I want to start by saying I think this pick can get traded very easily. It seems like mm-hmm. the Cowboys want to get Jalen Ramsey. 
and apparently he's worth the first round pick, so this seems like a pretty good match because I do think they need a cornerback. Um, if they don't trade for Ramsey, I think they'll draft uh, maybe Ringo from Georgia. Just, okay. again, another insane freak that played on the best defense in the country, so it doesn't hurt to draft those type of guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom, who'd you go with, Dallas? Um, I had him down. I mean, they just tagged Pollard. Zeke's making a ridiculous amount of money that he is not playing up to right now. It only makes sense to draft Bijan here, um, just to give him the the, uh, the three headed monster at running back. But <laughs> yeah, no. um, I I think that's actually a a very good point you made, Dom. I didn't think of that entirely, but um, the Ramsey trade here could very well happen. I think this is a really interesting spot that it could happen. So. And I, I like how you mentioned Bijan Robinson because I was very tempted because the Cowboys are just the one team that just always yeah, draft yeah. running backs. Like they would take him here. He's from Texas. Like keep him in state. Uh, I, but I, I, I just was, couldn't do it. I, I, I was I was I it was ninety five percent kidding. But I think for if they did do it, it would it, it would be if one team did do it, uh, it would be Dallas. It'd be them, and That'd I would not be Dallas. shocked. No. <laughs> but all right, that moves us to Buffalo at twenty seven. Uh, Tom, we just offer this one. Uh, they need a wide receiver too. Uh, they yeah. need uh, Gabe Davis did not cut it. He had that insane game in the divisional round last year. Um, unfortunately, just got super overhyped. Didn't live up to it. Um, he's a solid like wide receiver three four if you want, if you um, have a good slot as well. But Isaiah McKenzie doesn't really cut it as a slot receiver these days. And I think a wide receiver two is uh, the spot here. And it, they had no run game coming into the, the year last year. I don't know what they're going to do with Singletary. If they like James Cook, they keep him. But Bijan's also a look here, like not not a troll, a, a, a realistic look here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those are two guys. Well, Bijan and wide receiver. Yeah, could see Bijan. I have John Michael Schmitz if they want to go interior offensive line. Mm. Um, Zay Flowers possibly. Uh, Dom, who do you got? Yeah, when you get down to these teams near the end of the first round, like there's they're so good that it's kind of hard sometimes to figure what they need to improve on. Uh, so I think the Bills can go in a lot of directions. I have them taking Brian Brees here just because I still had him available. Um, I think he's the best, one of the best interior D lines. The Bills, I mean, they kind of struggled getting um, a pass rush in the playoffs, especially against the Bengals. And just their defensive line overall was kind of their weakest point. So I figured they could target that to improve upon. Yeah, and we'll see how Vaughn comes back after injury next season. This leads us to Cincy at 28. Uh, Dom, you could beat us off for this one. Yeah, I mean, if, if Cincinnati drafts anything besides an offensive lineman this year, I, I, I think they're doing something wrong. Uh, I have them. I have Anton Harrison as the best offensive lineman left at this point. Um, just get just get Burrow some help. Like, that's all it really comes down to. <laughs> yeah, I wrote any offensive lineman that they, they like here at, at 28. Uh, what do you got, Tom? Yeah, offensive line for sure could be a look. I think Eli Ricks could start um, creeping into these um, picks here. Mm-hmm. The thing with, I wonder with offensive line, like, are any of the guys that are here like is it do they you know are they hide up on their boards where they want to keep them uh, I mean where they want to draft them um, but I think they also can go DB here um, so Bengals they are very 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 well rounded team so kind of just could be like a best player available kind of situation especially with how they do in free agency yeah definitely one- Oh, sorry. Uh, I just want to say one more thing is that Jesse Bates and Von Bell are both free agents, so they exactly. do need a safety. So if like a branch falls here, I think then I'd allow them to take a safety over an O lineman. But I, I still think that O line should be the priority. But they yeah. they do need a safety also. And I think like that this is a prime like uh, Xavier McKinney, Grant Delpit, twenty twenty spot. Like every mock draft I saw was like when the Dolphins had those three first round picks, it was McKinney at, at I think pick eighteen. That's like literally every single one that I saw leading up to the draft after free agency and then he just drops to the beginning of the second round like dbs can easily drop and they could find a, and they could find a guy that could uh could fill a key role for them if von bell and or jesse bates winds up leaving yeah uh, i agree on that side of the ball i wonder if branch would fall but i feel like he's gonna get a lot of hype to go in probably the top 20 Say the same thing about McKinnon. All... <laughs> yeah sure. you are right you are right and, and delta too when he was coming out of lsu yeah no. uh we got New Orleans at 29. We talked about them in the beginning of the video when they got Derek Carr. I basically said a receiver. Now, like, I don't know if there's a receiver that falls that we don't expect. Like, maybe Zay Flowers is here. Maybe Quinn Johnson is here or Addison. And, like, maybe one of these guys goes a little bit later than what we thought. Or this is a Hyatt pick um, as well. I-, I-, I went receiver here so they can get Carr another weapon. What do you or what do you got, Tom? Yeah, receiver. I think I think this is a good spot for someone like Jalen Hyatt. I think Olave, they're going to roll with him as the wide receiver one moving forward. I think Hyatt's, Hyatt's yeah, very sure. good. Uh, I just don't know if he's like a true 
wide receiver one. I think he's he would be a very solid wide receiver too to pick at the end of the first round here. So wide receiver can be a good look. And you sign Carr, you give him a lot of money, and you immediately show him that you're want to help him succeed, and you get him a, a key weapon. Definitely, I had oh, man. I said Kincaid early on, like pick eleven, but I think like Carr would just love Kincaid um, as his new tight end. Uh, if there's no more Taysom Hill or Jawan Johnson, Dom, who do you got at twenty nine? Uh, I got the local kid here out of LSU. I think the Saints could take uh, BJ Ojolari, edge rusher. Like they, they kind of need help on the defensive line. Um, they kind of need they like they could go receiver, like you said, also. But I think I don't know, just a fun pick. I think they'll take the local kid from right down the road in Baton Rouge. Yeah, I respect that. That, that respect. can be. He's much much like his brother. He's like one of those uh, prospects that you can very easily see going in the back of the first round. Um, but wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if he wound up falling to like the early mid second round as well. So we got uh, Philly at 30 here. This is their uh, own pick, obviously, because they lost the Super Bowl. I have uh, Kalaj Akansi out of uh, Pitt, D. Wyman. He could go a little bit earlier in this trip, but with Javon Hargrave possibly leaving in free agency, he could be somebody that could replace them. They got him for four or five years, uh, and he could just look to beef up their defensive line in Philly and just add to that defense that was already so good last season with Hassan Reddick and, and others there. So, uh, Dom, who do you have at 30? No, Matt, you hit the nail on the head on this one. I'm just going to pass it right to Tom. I had the exact same pick with the exact same hey, reason. Hey, let's go. <laughs> Let's go to, uh, let's go to the Chiefs about. because I had the exact same person as well. No way. <laughs> yeah, no, I had, I had um, Kansi and I said, um, I think this could also be a, a prime um, trade down pick because somebody at the end of the first, yeah. they want to get that last pick in there on, on the end of the first day. Maybe there's somebody they don't want to risk um, going into day two with um, still on the board. So this could very easily be a, a trade down uh, trade down spot. And I could see Bijan here too if he's still available. If they let Miles Sanders walk, just a backfield of Hurts and Bijan for the next foreseeable future would be pretty good too. Menacing. For sure. We saw that, Tom, when you mentioned the team trying to get that fifth-year option with Lamar when the Ravens traded back in to get him. So maybe we see the Jets try to trade in here to get Stetson Bennett uh, possibly at 30 if they're if they're looking to replace Zach Wilson. Yeah. So that leads us to 31 with Kansas City. Uh, I basically said any wide receiver that's left because like MVS might be gone. Juju was on a one-year deal. Kelsey isn't getting any younger. Uh, like Mahomes could probably throw to anybody, but did Sky Moore show enough as a rookie to possibly take that jump next year? He, he had a good Super Bowl, but like I don't know if he can be that guy going forward so yeah i just basically had any wide receiver left that is worth a first round pick and i don't think they should touch Bijan since they pacheco look great but maybe if he if he's there at 31 which i doubt it uh could be a pick here so uh tom who's your uh chiefs pick here at 31 yeah i think they they took uh claude edwards alaire the last time they did they were in a, mm. a spot like this um and it didn't exactly work out they went up Picking Pacheco with the sixth or seventh round that he had was fantastic for them in the postseason, yeah. um, and for a lot of the season too for a rookie. I think this is where you mm-hmm. start to see guys like Josh Downs and maybe like um, Rushy Rice um, get picked, and mm-hmm. uh, they still have Kadarius Tony. They still have um, yeah Tony. I forgot. To yeah, mention him, yeah, they still have uh, Sky Moore, and they have a young rec- receiver core. They have Sky Moore and Tony, and then Kelsey obviously um, is Travis Kelsey, but I think. This is a wide receiver spot for the Chiefs because yeah, I saw reports that he said McCole Hardman. They're uh, expecting to have him at least test free agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dom, did you go wide receiver as well? Yeah, I had down wide receiver. I also wrote down offensive tackle. Now that we know they're not going to franchise Orlando Brown, so maybe mm-hmm. if like Anton Harrison, who I mentioned a few picks earlier, if he falls, they could take him, but. I think that you, you've all mentioned that they're losing a lot of wide receivers this offseason, so it wouldn't be a bad idea to draft one here. Yeah, I agree. So that pretty much wraps it out. We just kind of gave a player or two that we just kind of think that a team should go um, in the top 31. Dom, you mentioned before there's a player we didn't mention. Did you mention that guy, or did you still want to get in that? No, I didn't mention him at all. Um, so there's this wide receiver, played at Princeton this past year. His name well, is... Ivy? His name is Andre Yosevash. He's 6'3", 205. He's also an All-American in track. I'm just going to read you his combine stats. He ran a 4'4", He had a 4'1", 20-yard uh, shuttle, which was the second best for wide receivers. He put up 19 re- reps on the bench press, best for fifth wide receivers. His three-cone drill was the fifth best overall in the entire combine. His vertical jump is 39 inches. We're talking about a six foot three wide receiver that's running a four four three and has the and is top five in the shuttle and the cone drill, who, which means he's going to be insane on short routes. 
for whatever reason, he's ranked as wide receiver 21 on PFF, 29 on CBS, and 16 on ESPN. I think whichever team drafts this guy in like the fourth round is finding an insane steal of a player. He had 66 catches last year. He led. He won the Ivy League Triple Crown, catches, yards, and touchdowns. I just don't know why more people aren't talking about this guy, and I think he's going to be an insane draft steal that I want everyone to be aware of in early March. But So that way when the draft comes, they know who he is. Imagine Andy Reid gets a hold of somebody like that. It would just be, <laughs> it would be, it would be menacing for the rest of the, well, the NFL, but specifically their division. Getting Kadarius, like, Tony, and Mahomes, and Kelsey already on that offense who are borderline impossible to bring down in the open field and on routes. Exactly. Like, this is... This is a guy that I think legitimately could be unstoppable with his combination, and for whatever reason, he's not being talked about. So I wanted to change that tonight. <laughs> wow, Dom! Look, look, it's a Dom guy here, dude. I, uh, I follow, just, I I follow him on Twitter him. now too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I looked him up. He's got a sick jawline too. <laughs> I wonder if that's uh, factored into his uh, draft evaluation. Okay, so yeah, I mean, like that could be somebody that a team looks in the second round if they're looking for a receiver that they don't really love. Maybe Addison Johnson or Smith Najibba to take really in the top twenty in the draft. Uh, okay, maybe I gotta find my guy here too that I think in like the yeah, do do, do, do some digging, do some yeah. digging, get back to me, and we'll uh, we'll do a deep dive into the uh, sleepers. Okay, I, right. I like that idea. So yeah, that wraps out episode three of the Triple Option Podcast. I hope you guys all enjoyed. Make sure to drop a like if you did. Subscribe if you're not already. We have the Spotify links in the description below if you want to follow us over there. So if you're like driving and you just want to throw this on, um, that's available down there. So yeah, hope you guys enjoyed and we'll catch you all on the next one. Peace. See you guys. See ya.